Inside everything. I am doing something a little bit different. We have a live guest today, which is unusual. Usually we record over the interwebs, but today um, Shannon Pfeffer joins us live here in the offices. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. I'm coming to Arizona where I hear there's a heat wave going on. Well, this heat wave is a weird thing to say about Arizona. It's not 100 (laughs) degrees uh, or 120. So, but it is, I think, in the 80s. It's kind of a heat wave. Yeah. Yeah, but not really. Um, Shannon is lead brand strategist at Midnight Oil and kind enough to join me here. She she actually flew here, not to do this show, but we just figured we'd tag it up since we were uh, talking about uh, recording together. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Excited so fresh, here. fresh from the airport. I love it. Yes. Um, I think, why don't, before we get started, why don't you tell a little bit about uh, your experience and kind of how you got where you are? Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually started my career uh, out of college, didn't know what to do, went to NYU and did an intensive in PR. And I was like, this this seems like a job I feel I can go into. And I started in tech PR and it was okay, but the whole consumer brands and building brands just kind of wet my appetite and I knew I had to get there. And so then I was in Chicago at the time and went to work at Ogilvy and loved it and worked in particular on a couple of accounts with their strategy and planning department um, and really wanted to find a way there. At the time it was limited to like SVPs and EVPs and and an eager young account executive (laughs) wasn't gonna be part of that team. (laughs) So um, life took me then to Los Angeles a couple of years later and I worked at the Ogilvy office um, and we, and the PR side and advertising side had all combined. And I was working under our chief strategy officer and got put on a ton of projects and I loved it. Um, I was part of Ogilvy's uh, Rising Stars program. Um, they select like 35, I believe, um, individuals from North America um, who are high potential employees. And you go through an intense year long training program in the oh, New York office. Fantastic. Yeah. It was, you know, you're, you're presenting ideas and IP examples that you could potentially sell into the company to the CEO um, and all of the senior leaders of the company. And it was a wonderful experience. And um, I, I loved it. Um, I then switched to a smaller agency in LA, life, marriage, children, all that, all uh, you know, it came into the picture. Um, and then I ended up at Midnight Oil about two years ago. Um, we're a shop in Burbank specializing in entertainment and gaming and tech. Um, I run brand strategy, do a lot of um audience research and um, custom research for our teams kind of work across everything. Um, and yeah, that's my role so far. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty good story. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, we're going to go back to rising stars yeah. in your time at Ogilvy because I have a feeling that is going to be germane to this conversation. Uh-huh. So the way we met was um, somebody on LinkedIn shared your post or liked it or something and found the algorithm that got to me 
and you had written a post about uh, mentoring. You were making a concerted effort to do more mentoring. So I wanted to, I think that was in January or December. And I wanted to start with that post and get your take or just go back and what sparked you to A, to do, to actually take the action, but B, to write the post and communicate about it. Yeah. Uh, Well, living in Los Angeles, I have a commute and it's about an hour each way. And I listen to podcasts. And in my listening, I listened most recently to a podcast called Second Life. And it's all about women who started doing one thing and then they they shift and switch to another. Mm-hmm. And one was uh, Eva Chen. And she used to be the editor of Lucky Magazine. And now she runs... Um, a division at Instagram and uh, I believe fashion partnerships. And she was talking about an idea she had 10 years ago and she would offer up her time to college students, current employees, past employees and offer mentoring opportunities, anything anyone wanted to talk about. But that's, you know, one piece of it. She's offered up her time, but she said in all the hundreds of interviews that, that she's done, maybe 10 people have ever followed up with her. And she's like, I, I openly give this people notes about me. We're doing research on mentoring now. <laughs> yeah. I've actually observed this before. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to hear that, that yeah. story play out somewhere else. And totally this, you know, successful, influential woman can't even get people to follow up with her. When she's trying to give it away. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, that inspired me because I've had wonderful mentors in my career who have helped me and probably people who didn't even know that they were mentors, but they just inspired me along my journey. And I wanted to find a way to give back and give some of my time. So I made a post that a lot of people saw and responded to um, and offered up my time on Thursdays during my lunch hour. I set up a a link. People can just book time and then it's on them to to keep it. What happens if if they don't show you just enjoy a quiet lunch? Yeah, and I've had had people not show, and I email, and I text, and call, and then some people don't respond. Um, But you know, it's it's a learning experience wherever you are in your career. It's it's yours to take and shape. Um, But the follow through is really important on both sides. So you know, the calls that I've had that people have joined in on are our one-to-one conversation. We can talk about absolutely anything. It's completely confidential. And, you know, it can range from, oh, I see you're connected to this person on LinkedIn. Can you introduce me? Or I'm at this crux in my career. Um, can you help me figure it out? Is it, is it, uh, so you don't know, sometimes you don't know these people at yeah. all. You just get a phone number or name yep. and you say, let's talk. And yep. then they say, hey, I could use help on this. And mm-hmm. you have no context except no whatever context. they share with you. Yeah. So it's like a dial a therapist almost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm there to listen and help and and offer what I know or what sounds good to me. But by no means am I a professional giving professional right. advice. Right. Um, but it's been really interesting to see who's come through the door. Um, it's people in old IT departments of companies that I've worked for, people that I don't know, people that I went to college with and haven't spoken to in 15 years. They saw this post and yeah, they, did they connect with you to just reconnect the people that you have known before or is it or is it like because they want mentorship from you and they want yeah. advice on a topic they want advice 
Yeah. I mean, we're all connected. Like the people that I know, we're connected on so many other social channels. There's a million ways they could reach out, but this, this inspired something and, you know, a handful of people who done this and um, the conversations have been fruitful. And it seems like a lot of people get to a place in their career and they don't know where to go. And then they, they do, they need someone to talk to, to help figure it out. Um, But then after each call, I follow up and, you know, hear the talking points that we talked about and, you know, share the word if you want to. Um, And I'm always here. My door is open. Like we made this connection and I want to keep it. Um, This is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me. So how long have you been doing it? I started in January. So it, it's been something really recent, but it's something that I've done not formally throughout my work life of making myself available. My uh, <laughs> my husband has this thing where I, I often make fun of him, but uh, in the best way possible, he calls it close personal conversations. He has two a day with friends old coworkers, family members, just really touching base and not just surface stuff of like, Hey, how are you? You know, like how you had that problem last time we talked, like what's the update on that? Um, and it's just, you know, making that human connection in a world where we're so disconnected from each other is so important. So learning from him too, of like, checking in with people, making sure people are okay, because we live in this world where everything's sunny and rosy on Instagram. Right. Um, but it's probably not right deep down. So. No, not at all. So you're about 12 weeks ish in. Yeah. And so we don't have a huge sample no. to go on, but what percentage of people are just total strangers? Mm, or I 50, guess 50, 50, 50, 50, half of them. Yeah. Total strangers. Total strangers. Are they in the industry? Are they no. in strategy or advertising? No, not in strategy, not in advertising. Total people I would not come across. This is um, amazing. Yeah. So I don't want to get personal on yeah. any of the people because um, it's none of my damn business. <laughs> but what do they want help with? Yeah. What are those people who don't know you? Mm-hmm. What What are they looking for? They're, I think they're looking for something universal. It's it's like that movie with Billy Crystal, the cowboy movie at the end. It's yes. like that one thing is a secret to life. Uh-huh. Um, it, they're looking for the answer. There, there's some point in their their life, whether they're a relationship or a friendship or you know professional life, they don't know what to do next. They don't know who to turn to. They don't know what decision they should make. Um, they don't know if they should take a leap. Um, you know, it's almost like they're looking for that eight ball to flip over to tell them what to do. So when they call you, yeah, they're calling like, Hey, Shannon, mm-hmm. we haven't met. Yeah. I, here's where I am and here's my question. And I need, I would love it to answer. I would love input from you. Like they don't mm-hmm. use the first hour as a, let's get to know each other and feel each other out. And I will Mm-mm. think about what to open up. They're just like, here it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just dropping, dumping the Lego on your table. Uh-huh. I have had folks send their resume in advance, um, which is good. To, but you yeah, know, context is, is really yeah, valuable, right? Totally. And and it's it's good to see someone's resume. It's better to have them walk you through their story. Yes. Uh, so I have them, you know, tell me about their job history, what what they love, what's frustrated them. I, but I also let me back up as a guy. I do start with my story a little bit too, and 
why I'm here, why I'm doing this a little bit about my experience, but, um, you know, I, I want to be that sounding board for them to help figure it out. Um, because sometimes it does, sometimes it takes a complete stranger to shift your life in a direction that you wouldn't ordinarily take it. That's true because you don't have any judgment. No, you don't care. No. Here's no. what I, here's what I'm hearing you say. And based on that, here's what I think you should do. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier. Yeah. Because you don't have any personal investment or bias about like, oh, well, I wouldn't do that with that person. That person's no good for you. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't care. No, no, no. I'm just giving my opinion based on my experience and what I know and maybe connections that I have. Go back. Let's go mm-hmm. back one level. Yeah. So you decided to do this in January. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be more than one level back. Okay, it's fine. You... We're in the Rising Stars program, which to me is an organized mentorship program where they are giving you a rigorous training curriculum with mentorship as part of it. So was that something that stuck with you? That was the reason why? Or have there been other mentors that you've had that sparked those? That shaped my career and made me believe in myself a completely different way. To have the C-level audience truly listening and respecting the ideas and giving feedback um, and then building that community within my own community at Ogilvy. I worked there a long, long time and it was um, people all across North America and who worked in all different divisions. So it was just kind of a, a wonderful moment in time where it's almost like a grad school program. Like you're all in it together and you're working on something on off hours and like spending this time just in the weeds, weeks at a time together. Um, That was wonderful and shaped so many things. Um, As far as specific mentors myself, I have had so many, (laughs) so, so many in my career. Lucky. Yeah. I, and they're all different levels. I, I kind of classify mentorship in, in four different ways. You uh, you have an ally, a sponsor, a mentor, or a friend. And you need one of each or many of each in a workplace to be successful. You need those people to believe in you and listen and give you that support in whatever way they can. Mm-hmm. Um, from Ogilvy in particular, um, her name's Leslie Capstraw, and she was one of those first people when I worked in the Los Angeles office to truly believe in my capabilities. And, you know, at the time, like I felt like she was so much more seasoned and older than me. She had two kids and she had worked in our Hong Kong office and she just, you know, just was worldly and rose to the top. And like over time, like I had dinner with her last week and like, now we're both moms and (laughs) we're, you know, battling time management and figuring out how to have date nights. And, you know, and now it's evolved to much more of like a a friendship that I treasure because it's so deep. How many more years of experience does she have? Uh, She probably has seven or eight more yeah 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 that's yeah. a huge difference when you're entry level Are you oh kidding? my gosh that's a, a lifetime yeah and just that you know if you listen to her stories about working in hong kong yeah did you do that which thing? still i'm jealous of hearing that I now know. i know <laughs> um, and now she's coo of another company and just you know hear her you know how she does it how she got there you know just even tips on how to you know 
function and manage well in my current workplace that she can give me. And then tips on life things like right. the, the evolution of, you know, from someone I really looked up to, to a mentor, to a friend was super important. And then in my, my current job, I work with um, Brooke Lawler and she's our director of new business. And, you know, we're the same age. We actually had our sons at the same time, <laughs> but she's someone who, sticks her neck out for absolutely everyone and she has given me opportunities and and pushed me in our in my career in ways that i am forever indebted to her so she falls more into the ally category right Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah um you i kind of understand the uh, mentor i understand Mm -hmm. the ally Mm -hmm. give me like a definition of sponsor for the people listening that are trying to trying to figure out these four terms you laid out yeah for sure a sponsor would really be someone, you know, maybe they're in the HR department, maybe it is your boss, or maybe it's somebody else on your team who recognizes that you're doing great work and you might deserve, you know, a, a learning experience, going to a specific conference, um, or being a part of a project maybe you never worked on this type of client, but you'd be great for. Mm-hmm. But giving you that opportunity and sort of being your, your champion um, and standing by you. So they may not be guiding you, sitting one-on-one with you and giving you uh, mm-hmm. growth direction, but they are looking out for you and putting your name in for opportunities to help you climb yeah. and help you learn things. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe just a different side of the same coin Yeah, of mentorship. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's interesting. I thought of that before. Um, let's talk about follow up. You said early on in this in this chat, uh, the the Second Life podcast you were listening to, and I've seen this myself, that people don't show up. Yeah, you just put yourself out there. I am on a website here where I put my name out there for mentorship and crickets. Mm. It's amazing. It amazes me that I'm like, hey, I'll give you time. Mm-hmm. And um, not because I'm so great, but mm-hmm. because I was told there was such a need for it that yeah. I thought, like, I'm going to be annoyed. I'm going to regret doing this. There's right. going to be a tidal wave of people. <laughs> but it's been one person came and then she never, I said, okay, let's do this. You know, mm-hmm. I offered some time and never yeah. get back. Mm-hmm. So what do you think drives the the follow through, the lack of follow through or the, or or what makes people as a whole see, it seems like we all as, as more experienced people think like, Oh, when I was younger, I, I craved mentorship. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's a, uh, a lack of it in, especially in the agency world where it's so competitive that Mm -hmm. you're competing with people at all different levels and um, indirectly and directly. But it seems like there's no takers sometimes. Yeah. What do you attribute that to? I think when people are doing good and they're successful and they're riding this ride, they don't worry about the future as much and they're not trying to figure out what's next or how can I improve? Like things are working pretty well. I'm just going to stick with this. And when they reach out, it's usually in a time of need. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have to find a new job. I, I got to get out of here or this relationship. How do I how do I break up with this person or, you know, any of those issues people face? It's much more of that urgency factor. And, you know, we we don't live in a world of um, curious people. I went to a conference a couple of months ago and there was a study um, by AI, Heartbeat AI, 
And it found that most people don't care about anything in the United States. Like nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Not even their sports team? Nope. I don't care. Meh. Unsure. Those are the most common answers. I've seen some. I've seen studies on that. They're terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. Um, So I think that people are doing well. They're pretty complacent. And they're curious about other things when they're forced to think about it. Like the innate curiosity, unless your strategist may not be there. Um, But the no follow-up sucks. Like I've had people through this, um, you know, this call opportunity that I put out in the world that, you know, don't show up. And I sit there and I text them and I call and I email and like, hey, 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 I'm here. Right. I'll be here in the next like hour if you want to call. Um, and then nothing. Like no, not even like, oh hey, like I, I forgot or I'm running late, just no response. So that's different than complacency. That's mm-hmm. almost avoidance. Yeah. What what do you yeah. figure that's for? I mean, you well, you can't get into someone else's head, but yeah, I mean maybe the the urgency factor passed for them and they didn't need to talk to someone or maybe there is that fear really saying like that you need something like admitting like maybe this job's not right for me maybe I need to move on or maybe it's just you know not being um res- not respecting others time yeah but maybe asking for help is scary or yeah that like that that could be part of it too of like really really being open with somebody if like this is wrong. I realize it. And now I've gotten to the point where like, it's not just me thinking about it. I want to talk about it. And that's, that's a whole nother, like scratching the surface level of fear for somebody. Then then you're really vulnerable at that point. Totally. And with someone that they may not know. Right. Yeah. Or maybe they do know the person. Is that better or worse? Yeah. Right. Depends on what you want to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. When you when you signed up, it's like I'm going to talk to Shannon. Yeah. I'm not going to tell Shannon now. What was I thinking about? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. What is your? How do you view the responsibility of Mm -hmm. of Thursday? Mm -hmm. You you do get the call. Someone actually does make it to the phone. They reach out and talk. What's your responsibility from there? I mean, what kind of follow-up do you do and Mm -hmm. what kind of responsibility do you feel like you should do? Right. I mean, I feel that I'm offering this to whomever it is. I'm going to give them my dedicated time. I'm not on my watch and my phone and my computer checking email. Like, I'm there giving them my ears and really listening, you know, and it's not just, I mean, I've done, I moderated a lot of focus groups. It's not just what they're saying. It's what they're not saying too. Um, and just figuring out and asking questions of, you know, why they're really calling and kind of get to the root of what they need and what they truly need as a next step. Um, and then I send a really in-depth follow-up email the same day, um, you know, offering my time. Your account agency, your account exec roots, uh-huh. meeting notes. Oh, yes. Very organized. <laughs> Let me play back to you what I <laughs> Yes, yes. Let's outline this. And here's a timeline. Yeah. Uh, I love it. <laughs> and, you know, really, like, here's a summary. If you need to talk about anything else, I keep this completely confidential. It's between you and I. Um, and my door's always open. You know, tell a friend. Call me back. You have my information now. 
and you have a golden door that is open for you. When do, you they, want it. do you do you stay in touch with them or it's just it hasn't been a lot of people, so the sample's not huge. No, sample's not huge yet. Um, there's one person to follow up. Yay. <laughs> All right. That's a pretty good success rate. That's something. That's like 10%. Uh, but, you know, I, I hope that, you know, I can help more people. You know, I just feel that we live in this really disconnected world. And in particular, this industry is a very competitive one. And I want to have an open door and have real conversations with people and try to bring people together, make people happy at the end of the day. Like, we just want to be happy. <laughs> we work hard. That's what most people are asking you about indirectly. Yes. Right? Yes. They don't just call and say, I want to be happy, but they're saying, I need help with this because, yes, because it's making me not happy. Yeah. Do you, have you made any changes to your, to the way you communicate this or mm-hmm. to the way you... Um, you're, you're not, it's not a campaign. Mm-mm. So, but you are, you do have a social post that gets people to it. You mm-hmm. have a page where I can sign up, which I'm assuming is like a Calendly yep. or a Doodle or something. Yep. Have you changed or tweaked mm-hmm. the way you message? I think I'm going to next, um, because there was great response in the beginning and it was really exciting. Um, but I want to reach more people. And I honestly, I don't know if it's doing some paid ads or, you know, another vehicle to gain interest, even if it's emailing, um, you know, close personal friends or, um, old work colleagues and seeing if they, you know, are interested or willing to share within their networks. Um, it's a good idea. Yeah. To what end? I mean, yeah. if you, you, it sounds like you're trying to scale it up at one factor. Yeah. Where you, where do you see, do you have a vision for where it's going or do you just want to help more people and have it 52 weeks a year be, be helping someone? You know, I would love to get it to a point where every Thursday I'm speaking to someone new. Mm-hmm. Because that's, you know, what I can deliver on now. But, you know, as a strategist, I'm I'm always curious. I'm curious about what's on people's minds and what's really affecting them and what's going on with the world today that's making them feel a little bit uncomfortable or a little bit unhappy. Um, I'd love to scale into something more. I'd love to, you know, be a coach for people or a resource or, um, you know, help people on a, on a grander scale. Um, right now it's all in the ideation phase and see where this can go. But, you know, I want to ultimately find a way to bring people together, whether it's making connections or having people who are all kind of facing the same thing, organizing something where they can all chat and, um, learn from each other and, figure out strategies of oh, it's awesome. how to be happy. It's <laughs> great. Do you, have you made any mistakes? Have, there, mm-hmm. have you said anything or, or, or done anything in any of the conversations where you go, ah, I put that one back. <laughs> and you thought uh, about it on the drive home that day and said, hey, you know what? On second thought, that job really sucks. You got to quit. Um, I think I, do, I have overextended myself. And I mean, this whole thing, Shannon, is overextending yourself by design. I'm from the Midwest. I can't help it. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yes, there was someone definitely in a, in a precarious position with their job, and they had a really great opportunity, but were passionate about doing something else. And 
um, I really pushed them towards the great opportunity because in my head, I was thinking of like the financial side of it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I knew someone who works at the company and I was like, talk to them. Like, this is a great gig. Like you got to do it. Yeah. Um, and really trying to, to offer that up. And it's like, well, it's the person's life. Like if the other thing's going to make them really happy, then they should right. do that. Well, you can't know all that in a one hour. No, you know, it's a small window that you get. No. So I wouldn't say that's a mistake necessarily. Mm-hmm. I have a bit in a presentation that I, that I share a lot. Um, where it's, uh, it's advice I got that someone said, if you can, if you're in a company and your job is to influence people and you cannot influence the people that you mm-hmm. uh, report to, yeah. you quit that job and go take another job, go do something else. And if you do, if you take three of those jobs and you yeah. can't influence people, go get a new career, like go do something totally different. And, um, sometimes I give that talk to students mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is, I shouldn't say this to people, but <laughs> I, do, I still think it's good advice. Yeah. If you, if you're not making an impact, what are you doing? Yeah. Go do something else. Exactly. But sometimes I want to reel it back and I, I'll soft, I'll soften it sometimes. <laughs> Kids stay in school. You know stay what I mean? School. Learn. Be good. <laughs> <laughs> don't do drugs. Only yeah, dope don't. Dope. Um, yeah, but I, I still think that's pretty valid advice you know you have to find your own place in in the workplace and you know the the ally sponsor um mentor and friend are important to have yes absolutely if you want to rise up in an organization if you want to be part of the senior leadership team if you emulate those who are above you and you want to get there then you figure out to find those four people in the organization authentically right <laughs> that's another that's another key point they actually have to be those roles and you can't just assign them that role yes yeah. and you can't just ask someone oh hey will you be my mentor because that doesn't work either i mean well that's a, that's a question i was going to ask i mean you wouldn't you can't ask someone to be any of these things no you can't say let's be friends no that would be super duper weird yeah yeah but mentor, the construct of what you're doing, mm-hmm. I had this thought. So the construct mm-hmm. of what you're doing is you're putting out there, I will mentor you mm-hmm. or I will offer you mentorship. Yeah. And they are taking you up on that. But the mentors I've had, it's always been much more organic mm-hmm. where all of a sudden I'm working for someone or I'm spending time with someone and I'm just realized six months later, yeah. oh, wow, I learned a ton from that person. Or that was an amazing lesson I got. Yeah. It, the construct of... of organized mentorship mm-hmm. is that in your mind is that weird at all or is it just hey this is the time i have to help and this is the most mm-hmm. organized i'm an organized person so this is how i can do it yeah i mean this is a pretty cut and dry method but what i hope is that i find people that i authentically connect with they authentically connect with me maybe we have an ongoing conversation and mm-hmm. and maybe it turns into be a legit actual mentorship right now i'm i'm much more in the alley cat like category with folks of like i don't know you i believe in you because you're coming to me wanting to make a change which is which is a big commitment a big leap for someone yeah and and so they're taking that first really big step and i'm on their side uh and i'm here to listen you know hopefully it could evolve into other things but Yes, a a mentorship cannot be a permission based thing. It has to be natural. Like you got it's got to be both ways, and everyone has to want to help 
each other for the long term. Yep. Again, it's not, it's also not a one phone call once a year kind of thing. Either. Right. That's not going to get anybody anywhere. No. What do you, um, has anybody that you know followed suit and started doing this? Uh, no one that I know, but I've had friends reach out to me who have seen it on LinkedIn and just gotten really excited. And they're like, tell me about it. Tell me. And I'm like, well, I, that's the privacy. Like, you know, I can't tell you about the conversations, but you know, it, it's going well. And you know, there's just the trend that I'm seeing, like there's even online therapy these days Mm -hmm. and where you could just talk to me. You don't have to have a office visit. You don't even have to have a video chat with a therapist. You can just do it over the phone uh, when it's good for you. And I feel like so much of our life is online and it's hard to like go to a networking event. I'm an introvert. Like just, (laughs) yeah. And I'm like, I can't go to another one. And I just uh, like, I need to like go in a room alone afterwards to like re-energize. Yeah, you like, like shower that. seven times. Yes. So oh, yeah. So, um, like just the thought of like here, everything's going online and these like help based services. And then plus like networking is icky. Um, like, let's just find a way to do it better. And like, it's a work in progress. Like right now, the first three months of the year, we're like, let's get people on board and see what's working. And then the next three month phase is like, okay, here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. Let's figure out a way to make it consistent. So like, you know, there's someone dialing in every Thursday and you're almost there it sounds like yeah almost there and then and then grow it from there of you know make it a thing make it something like that's referral based word of mouth like oh you have to do this like you're in the spine call here's the link the calendar link call, talk to her um and you know i feel like at this point in my career like i work a full-time job. I'm a parent. Yeah. And it's like, it, this is a way that I feel like I can give back. I can share kind of what I know and, and who I know in a way that is comfortable for me too. I think it's awesome. One more thing. And then we, then I will let you go. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you didn't actually fly here to, to talk to me. <laughs> uh, I'm just taking advantage of your trip, but um Agencies, you had this good fortune of being in the Rising Stars program at Ogilvy. I wonder if they still do that. Uh, I will reach out and find out. Um, but do you think mentorship in agencies is is it there, or what's the state of mentorship in agencies from your experience and perspective? I mean, your experience it sounds like you had a pretty good experience. Yeah, I mean, I had a yeah a positive experience throughout. I don't think that people are as focused on it as much anymore. Um, it's not that it's necessarily fallen to the cracks. It's just much more up to you mm-hmm. to kind of figure it out. Like uh, Brooke and myself started a um, working parents group at our company. And I feel like that's as close as we've gotten to that of like having open and honest conversations, talking about change, talking about kind of what's working and what's not. Um, you know, I look for it in other places. There's a 
a global professional network for women called Elevate that I'm a part of. Um, I got accepted to a Stanford uh, Graduate School of Business Women's Leadership Program, and it's all about learning the skills that you need to move to the next level, but also creating this network of women who are in the same career path journey as you. Um, And I think there's just opportunities outside of the agency world to learn from others that you bring back into the agency world. Interesting. So it's the answer is kind of, if you want it, you can yeah. find it. Yeah. If yeah. It's just sitting there at your desk complaining that it doesn't exist. You're not going to find it. But, yeah. I mean, crap, you can just go to LinkedIn and find your post mm-hmm. and there's somebody right there. Yeah. I'm here. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you're willing to, I will add yeah. the uh, link to this, yeah. to this episode so Absolutely. people can set up a, a Thursday chat with you. Oh, please do. Yeah. That'd be wonderful. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at her face, everybody. Yeah. I think she means it. So I do. I do. <laughs> here guys (laughs) is there a specialty do you feel like you have is it more career that you're happy to discuss or have you found discomfort in any topics that have come up or so far it's been pretty comfortable Uh, yeah pretty comfortable so far i mean i i'm i'm not gonna tell you if you should marry someone or not um or if you should go gluten-free like i'm not there for that Um, (laughs) you know it's it's really it's really about like Everyone in life has different experiences. They've all experienced life differently. And based on my experiences that I've had to date, like I've worked at big agencies, small agencies, medium-sized agencies, and on many different departments and sides. And I can give my perspective of like what you should do, um, or what you could do, um, and what might make you happy. Oh, I think that's great. All right. I'm going to leave it here. Where can people find you online? I will share the link, obviously, but where else can they find you? Uh, I am on LinkedIn, uh, Shannon Radecki Pfeffer. I know that's a mouthful. My name didn't get any better with marriage. Uh, (laughs) And if you uh, are interested on uh, the personal side uh, on Instagram, Shannon Rad, R-A-D. And I will link to all those places uh, to make it easy to find you, which... uh, yeah. I'm excited that you're doing it. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Look forward to seeing how it uh, how it goes in the next three months and see how it grows. Yeah. I'll keep you posted. I'm, I bet you will. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for coming in. Yeah. Thank you.